0: Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, you're buying, or you're designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is a home buyer's checklist. Hi, I'm David Bellman president of Bellman Homes. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero. If you haven't already, make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That way you'll get notified of all future episodes. And of course, we have tons and tons of content all the way from design to how to choose a builder, how to find lots, and so on and so forth. So you can find the exact topic you're looking for and tune in and make sure you get the information that you need. And of course, if you want to reach out, homebuildinghero at yahoo.com. So we're talking about home buying checklists. And this is something that we created and I think it's kind of an interesting document. We're gonna go over it here on the podcast. And uh, it it just kind of helps people that are getting into the market to buy a home and helps them get organized to make sure that they have all the information that they need. And of course, if you are, uh, like many people, just jumping into the market, uh, especially because of COVID, a lot of people are getting out of apartments and things. A lot of people are looking at buying a home and getting settled in. And this is super helpful information. So we break it down into three different steps. And I'll go over each step and then some of the things that you're going to need on the checklist. And of course, if you'd like to get a copy of this checklist, uh, we will put a a link here for you in the show notes and you can download that, uh, that checklist. All right. So the first step on your home buying checklist is all related to your finances. So we're going to talk about that first. So step one is all about finances. And here are the things that are key points that you need to do. The first thing is create a list of your monthly expenses. So you know what you're spending your money on. That's always a good idea when you're going to make a change. Know what your costs are going to be currently. So you can kind of figure out, you know, how that will be affected when you buy a different property. The second step in the financing part is to research some mortgage options. Okay, so start looking at the different ways that you can finance this, you know, home. If you're already in a home, you might need to do a bridge loan. Um, You may need to, um, you know, find out what you need to have down as far as a down payment. And then see how that relates to your overall budget. So you're going to want to kind of look at this thing and see how, how, how it affects you. You know, if you go with a 15-year mortgage versus a 30-year mortgage, you can pay it off faster, but can you handle the additional payment? And you may need to check in with some lenders and local lenders on those options. The next thing you're going to want to look at is your down payment. How much money do you have down and do you have options for that to increase that? You know, do you wait a couple months and put more money aside? You know, you've looked at your expenses. Is there something you can go without for two, three months and increase the amount of down payment that you have? The next thing you're going to want to look at before you really get too far is look at your credit and make sure to check your credit score and see if there's anything on there that needs fixing. If there does, um, if it does rather... Uh, need fixing. You have time right now to go in and fix those issues. So maybe it's something with your credit card where you've had a couple late payments. Maybe you can go in there and work with your credit card company and get that removed. Or um, there might be something on there that's going to come off soon. And if you just wait another month or two, that will go away. And uh, even just certain things like, you know, uh, let's say you paid off a credit card and closed it down. Usually when you close accounts, that's actually an adverse uh, mark on your credit score. You'd think, "Oh no, I'm getting rid of uh, you know potential obligations, but credit companies actually look at that as a negative that they don't feel like you're able to sustain that you know debt, and it's a, a negative. So something to kind of keep in mind when you're managing your credit score. and there's all sorts of articles about how to improve your credit score. And then the next step in the finances is to make sure that you're saving for your down payment. So maybe creating a plan for how you're going to increase your savings. And then also understand what your approximate closing costs are going to be. So in talking to your lender, you might find out that you've got to pay PMI or if you put some pay some extra money down, you can reduce that PMI. That might be something you want to do before you move forward. And then, of course, when you buy a home, there's still other costs that you're going to have um, when you get financing. There's usually a couple thousand dollars to um, do all the processing and all the other things that you need. So understand what those amounts amounts are, too, because that's going to get added to your overall cost when you purchase that home. So that's the first step. That's all about just getting your finances in order. The second step onto your home buying process is going to be the documents that you need to get ready for a pre-approval with your lender. So talking about the documents you need for pre-approval, here are some of the things that you're going to need to get. You're going to want to get your pay stubs or your W-2s from the last year. So you can show your track record for getting paid. Additionally, if you can get your pay stubs from the past two months, that is also super helpful. And then you want to have proof of any other supplemental income. I know a lot of people have side hustles and things like that now. So if you've got something that's working, you have a side business, you have a way to show that income, do that as well. Or if you're getting you know, bonuses at certain times of the year, um, you want to make sure that the lender is aware of it and you have proof that you know you have a track record of getting those. Or if you're a commission type person, you know, you almost need a two-year track record uh, to show, you know, what your success rate is and things like that. Because um, if you've just started a business or you're just starting into sales, you are at risk for financing just because, um, you know, you don't have a track record in that industry or that field. And the bank wants to see how well you're performing before they, uh, you know, loan money on your behalf. The next thing that you're going to want to get is, with regards to pre-approval is your tax documents from the past two years. So you're going to need your previous two years tax filings. Now, if you own corporations, that can get to be pretty heavy lift because there's a lot of different documents there and you'll need those as well. So you'll need to get your tax filings for the past two years. Make sure you've paid your taxes, of course. And, uh, you know, that's again a good validation of your income and uh, your debt and, uh, you know, your tax worthiness. Next thing you're going to want to put together for your lender is your list of other debts or mortgages or obligations. So do you have car loans? Do you have student loans? All those kind of things. You're going to want to make sure that you have that information ready because that's going to affect your credit worthiness. If you have large student debts and you have car loans, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get a decent sized mortgage. And sometimes you have to look at those things and if you're near the end on it, you might have to bite the bullet and pay those down and then talk to your lender. Am I better off to pay this off and reduce my down payment or am I better off to just keep this because the rate is favorable and uh, come in with a little bit more down payment? So those are questions that you're going to want to have for your lender and they can help you work through those depending on the program and everything that you're looking at. You're also going to need a copy of your driver's license, probably easiest thing on the list if you have it, and then of course your history of residence for the past two years. So you know, if you're renting, you know you need to have that rental information. If you have a home, you're going to want to have that information. They're going to need to eventually get an appraisal, um, so you're going to want to have all your stuff to put together on your home, you know, because you're going to need to get that fairly quickly. So once the appraiser calls, they're going to want, you know. All the the data on the home, what's the square footage, what's the size of the lot, those kind of things. So you may want to go pull that file, get that information ready. Then you're ready to complete step two, which is going into your lender and getting your pre-approval. All right, you've gotten your finances in order. You have now went to the bank and gotten your pre-approval. Step three is finding your dream home. And here's our checklist to help you get through that process. First, you're going to want to create your list of your needs, and then the things you'd like to have. And then we also like to recommend any deal breakers. So th- these are non-negotiable things. You got to have this. So you have your must-haves, uh, your needs, and then your nice-to-haves. Now, your nice-to-haves are kind of on the bottom of the list. And you know if, if you find a home and it ha- checks all the boxes except for one of those nice-to-haves, You know, you probably can pull the trigger on that, uh, but you're going to have to have some things that you're willing to give up because most of the time people can't find exactly what they're looking for unless um, they build, then maybe they will, you know, get everything they want. But most likely, even when they build, you run into that nasty thing called a budget. And of course, that can blow your budget. So get your list of needs, deal breakers, and uh, nice to have things. Next, identify your perfect location. So figure out the areas that you would most like to live in. Identify those. It could be just driving around, doing some research on schools uh, that can factor into your decision. Uh, it could be you know proximity to your work, uh, those kind of things. So find some ideal locations. then you, you're going to want to research your realtor. So find a person that you feel comfortable with that you want to represent you in the purchase. And we definitely recommend to have a realtor. We do have a podcast uh, from many moons ago about uh, ways to select a realtor. So you may want to look for that one. But, uh, you know, find the realtor that you feel comfortable with that is going to represent you and uh, set up and, and, and work with them on how you're going to figure out these homes and set up home searches. I don't recommend just carte blanche, getting a list of homes uh, from from a realtor and just going and touring them all. Normally, what I tell my clients is is pretty simple. I'm gonna send you a list. Let's come up with the parameters and I'll send you a list of homes. From there, I want you to drive by them and take a look at a bunch, okay? And you're gonna eliminate a bunch of these right away. Once you've eliminated them, the ones that you're still interested in, maybe I sent you 30, maybe there's only five, maybe there's seven, then we're going to set up showings on them. Okay, we're not going to look at fifty homes. We're going to look at a handful of them. If we don't find the right one, we'll expand our search. And that's always served me well. That's worked well for the customer. I'm not wasting people's time. I'm not wasting the people showing the homes time. And that's just a great way to go. All right, and then you once you've identified that realtor, you're going to want to make sure to uh, have an initial visit with them and. Uh, Uh, kind of strategize on how you're going to make that purchase, how often you're going to communicate, how that's going to work. Um, And they're probably also going to educate you on how quickly you're going to need to act. If you're looking at a starter home, you're going to need to have all your ducks in a row right away because a lot of them won't even show you homes unless you're ready to go because it's so competitive. Now, if you're looking at a more higher end, you might have a little bit of time to look at different things and take your time on the purchase. And then you're going to start doing that research. You're going to start driving by and looking at these homes that the, the realtor finds for you and eliminating the ones that are obviously not fits. People can be somewhat deceptive with their photos. Uh, sometimes people are really good at taking a picture at a certain angle and it looks beautiful and then you get up to the site and guess what? There's a giant power line right next door or um, a dilapidated, dilapidated home adjacent to it. They, they took the picture just such that you don't see it. So you've got to really look at the lay of the land. And then once you've identified those couple homes that seem to check all the boxes, then you're going to want to set up a showing with your realtor. And then from there, uh, you may need to do some additional research. Is there some things you need to have the realtor look back on before you make an offer? Some questions you need answered? Uh, Maybe there's some things that you see it needs repairs on. You might want to get an idea of what needs to be done on that property. And once you've checked all those things off, then you can submit your offer and you're on your way to purchasing your home. So that is some of the different ways uh, to handle your home purchase. Again, we go through get your finances in order, get your documents ready for the lender, and then how to set up your search and purchase with the realtor. And again, if you would like more information or you like this document to help get you on your way. Just check the show notes here from the Home Building Hero, and we'll give you a link where you can download your home buying checklist. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you guys very soon.